1: This is not going to be a political show exactly. However, I am going to hit you with some cold, hard numbers here. The U.S. Department of Interior announced a new report by the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service that shows 101.6 million Americans, 40% of the U.S. population ages 16 and older, participated in wildlife-related activities such as hunting, fishing, and wildlife watching. This is staggering and awesome and a wild amount of political juice. And yet, every year, countless anti-hunting measures and bills are put forth, and more of what shouldn't be are passed. How can it be that almost a third of Americans are doing something together, and we're losing in many regards? There's many explanations, and my guest today, Charles Witwam, may have one of the most potent solutions to aid the hunting, fishing, and wildlife communities, arguably since good old Teddy Roosevelt himself. Charles is the founder of Howl for Wildlife, a nonprofit organization dedicated to the one thing we need as outdoorsmen, organization. The technology and effort going into this project is amazing and has already been proven to be extremely successful in getting the correct information to us on what is happening in these often unchecked legislative bodies attempting to alter or take away the things that we love and factually know improve wildlife and the wilderness they live in. Listen in as Charles breaks down the how, what, and why of Howell and what you can do to take action. So buckle up and enjoy this episode of the Nomad Strength Show with Charles McRae. All right, everybody, welcome to the Nomad Strength Show. Today, I'm joined by Charles Whitwam from Howell for Wildlife. Uh, Charles and I, we're trying to remember, actually, but we maybe just briefly met at Winter Strong this year with so many passings of people and being introduced, um, We probably actually didn't have like a real sit-down conversation because, you know, not everybody has time for that in that short three-day weekend. Um, okay. But thank you for joining us, man. I'm pumped to talk to you today.
0: Yeah, super excited, Ross. Um, we, we did meet there. I'm I'm surprised I don't remember it because I mean, you know, with that beard, oh wait, everybody there had a beard. So everybody
1: looks just like me and you there. It's
0: unreal. <laughs> Except for I don't know how tall you are. How tall are you?
1: Not much. Five oh. ten on a good day. Oh, okay. So yeah.
0: we were in the, the that small group. I'm yeah. five eight. I remember looking around <laughs> like waiting for food from from uh um Jen and uh Yep. Oh, whatever. I can't remember. But anyway, um, and I'm like, God, is everybody six foot four? Like everybody <laughs> Just, except for me and like three other dudes. It was like you, me, and Andy. Yep. I'm like, holy exactly. crap.
1: This Just behemoths everywhere.
0: Oh, Unreal. It's cool. Just pretty, it was it's, awesome, though.
1: It was pretty awesome. I remember having that same feeling <laughs> the first time I went to the Summer Strong event that they that next does in May, and that's mm-hmm. with all the sports performance guys. So everybody there, like I'm walking mm-hmm. around in the land of giants. Like I'm a full eight inches shorter than most of the people here, including some of the women. Like yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. pretty crazy. Yeah, um, no, unreal. But uh, it was really cool because of the way that we ended up getting introduced to you that night. And we were just joking about it beforehand. Andy Mochel, who's been on, uh, you know, his mutual friend has been on the show, kind of just threw you a megaphone one night before the flip flop stuff and and had you do an impromptu speech for about four minutes uh, talking about what you're doing. And it's really cool. And since then, I've followed you guys and all the stuff that you've been doing with Howl. And it's such an awesome project. I really just wanted to know the inner workings of it and, you know, try to figure out how you guys put all this together. Mm-hmm. Um, so before we get into, like, some of the nitty-gritty stuff, why don't you give, like, what's the elevator pitch on what Howl actually is?
0: Mm-hmm. So it's the easy button for engagement on Wildlife issues. So, if there's a ban on hunting, or if there is a bill to promote hunting, I feel like we provide the the easiest and most impactful pathway for you to not only learn how to be involved, but learn about the situation, um, but um, but also actually make your voice heard mm-hmm. uh, through a relationship that it's it's through kind of our vehicle, sure. But howl isn't. Mentioned or involved, we're creating a relationship between you and whatever decision maker there is. Let's say if there's a bill, we we knock down all the barriers so you can reach that person or multiple people if they are involved in that in that bill. Um, so we even tell you what to write if you need it. Um, yeah. We give you some pointers there. Uh, so, but you never have to figure out who do I reach because sometimes that's actually that's really tough and it goes way beyond just you know talking to your local legislator or something like that that's these generally these bills are very specific so we dissect all that do all that for you and kind of bring
1: you to their doorstep so in trying to communicate with whatever local legislator or whoever it is that we're we're trying to reach out to like for most people that's a pretty challenging process even though it really I don't believe should be as challenging as it is and mm-hmm. like you were saying it's you guys are providing like the simplest way to do this like you can literally almost cut and paste messages and be like send this right to them what was that process of setting that up like to where it's so easy for like us to go and do that was that difficult to get a process like that put together
0: yeah on, on our end it's difficult on our end it yeah. takes it takes a long time to set up because so I'll try and break it down from like um, in stages so we have the issue let's just say mm-hmm. there's a bill it's yep. not always a bill so but I'll refer to a bill but sometimes sure. it's it's a it's a petition that's being heard or it's a decision that say a, a, a wildlife commission is going to make you know outside of the body of legislator you know outside of congressmen or senate senators or anything like that but so what we do is we we build the issue. We get as much info about the issue out there, so you can read about it. And if there's a podcast, we'll have that on there. If there's a video, we'll have that on there. If you know, let's say, if uh, uh, Robbie at Blood Origins, if he, mm-hmm. you know, uh, if there's is an issue that that he's dealing with, he usually will have sort of a talking head video. We'll we'll throw that on there. Um, so we build out the content, and then on the back end, we find out. Um, can you hear my dogs barking in the background there? Super faint, don't worry about it. Okay, okay. <laughs> we find out basically who the decision makers are with regards to that specific bill. Gotcha. So, um, that can be, especially with wildlife issues, that can be a, let's say a committee. So, there's okay. like a natural resources committee. Sure. And that's who's going to be seeing this bill first right so we figure out all the people that are going to be looking at that at that bill um, and we put that in on the back end so now when you take action you're reaching all of those people mm. and it's been as many as um, for some of the larger stuff it's been like 150 I think was the Holy maybe the cow. largest one so when you take action you're reaching 150 people right wow. and then as that bill progresses the decision-makers will change as well. So we can go out of committee and go to another committee or go to a full house or whatnot. Mm -hmm. So that'll update as well. So then it's actually a new action. You can come back and now there's new people for you to reach. Um, So, and then what you are, the other thing we do on the back end is we are basically writing through our content providers or through ourselves or whatnot. We are writing one to two paragraph messages to these people. Mm-hmm. And writing as many as possible. I think generally it's averaging around it's like 60 or 70 on the back end. Oh wow. So when you come and you take action, it's randomly selecting one of those messages for you that okay. you can use. Now, you can just send that when you send it. So let's say right. there were 72 people to that needed to be reached. You're now sending a message to each individually to those 72 yeah. people from your email address to them, and it randomly selects one of our preloaded messages that we have. So you can gotcha. use that, you can edit it, you can add to it, you can subtract from it, you can erase the whole thing and write something that you have to write, mm-hmm. but you also know it's going to the right people. Right. Right. And it's it's the same, we basically have the same structure set up for reaching them by phone. Um, So it it connects you with, you know. Obviously, you can only talk to one person at once, right? right, At at the same time, Um, so it goes to the the first person. It's an automated system, and it'll say when you're done, you know, with your with your message to them, um, speaking to them or leaving a message. uh, Press star, I think, and it goes to the next decision maker. And we we ask you to do like five at a time, you know, because nobody's going to sit there and (laughs) go through seventy (laughs) two calls. However, each time you come back, if you redo it. It will, it will connect you to the next set of five people. Wow. And again, we'll have talking points up there. You know, here's the issue. Here's some pointers on what to say. So you're not just left with, oh, crap, I don't really know what to say here. You know what I mean? It's not really that hard. It's like a minute. Sometimes yeah. you'll talk to a staff person. Sometimes if you call after hours or on weekends, you're just leaving a voice message, but they still right. have to listen to it. Sure. Same thing with Twitter. So that's a new thing where basically if you have a Twitter account, that's kind of all you need. Um, we'll have preloaded tweets. It goes to the, um, you know, so each time you take action, you're tweeting whoever needs to be tweeted. And even the messages, mm-hmm. we have those preloaded, and it's randomized as well. So that's not right. all the same. So we're really trying to get away from, like, the canned yeah, messages that they see over and over and over again. Those get filtered. They really don't get responded to. Um, what we do, you will actually get responses to. Um Quite often, yeah. that's killer. and and the same same thing with the subject lines. So the subject lines. So think about an email. because That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, the subject lines get randomized as well. So it's not all the same subject line. So again, they're not um, going to get a
1: hundred things that have the exact same subject line in the afternoon. Yeah. They're like, oh, I'm not reading any of these.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's a little more powerful because it's personalized. And right. and it is personalized. I mean, we're trying to help you if you don't know what to write. Um, but we want to get that we want to get that personal relationship going and the if it's a politician they a lot of them they actually really do appreciate that even it doesn't matter what side on the issue they're on like if you actually reach out and send something that's really from you yeah that is appreciated um yeah. and you'll get a response back that's relevant to what you wrote um so yeah so we set up that's kind of the i'd say that's the major part of what we do there's sure. we can get into the weeds of because we take it to the next level like for the for the sportsmen who really want to get involved we will show you through zoom training meetings or whatever it is that, mm-hmm. that we have um, how a commission works and how to approach a commission and how to even um, write a petition of your own and, and you know we see anti hunters being successful with submitting petitions and doing all these things well right we need to know how to do these things as well yeah right and so anyways just showing them that process um here's the date for this next meeting here's what's on the agenda here's what's really important on that agenda here's how to speak like when to speak because um, they all have their own rules and, and how to kind right. of register for this and all that and then you'll get talking points and you'll be you know in a zoom meeting with man we've had i don't know close to 100 people um, at once, like in a in a training room, where we basically invite the people who um, kind of know what they're talking about and have been in these commission meetings, and and then we'll have a a commission meeting. And we've had, whew, man, uh, I th- I know it's over a thousand now. It's got to be, wow. uh, let's just say, thirteen hundred. But we've had yeah. like thirteen hundred sportsmen be present at commission meetings between. Washington State, California, Arizona. Um, That's awesome. We did for for Colorado a little bit too. That was kind of early on, but yeah, just really between those three states, mm-hmm. it's it's been amazing for people. You know, in 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 person or or hybrid via Zoom, um, they've been in there and have engaged various commissions and given their their testimonies, and it's actually been it's been really successful and it's been appreciated because generally who's there, you'll have the guys who represent the hunting orgs and it'll be right. Sometimes like one dude. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, <laughs> I represent all 23 of these <laughs> orgs and I speak on their behalf and all that. And then you'll have, you know, the humane society of the United States there or, or Peter or project coyote or whatever. And they're there and they'll sometimes have a lot of people. Sometimes they won't. Um, we have, I think maybe there was one where they might've beat us maybe, Mm. but we have by far outnumbered them since we've been involved and since we've, we've, we've kind of gotten people engaged on this level. Um, I mean by far. So, and, 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 um, and we're not in there acting like idiots and we're not speaking out of turn and, um, yelling it you know, we're not responding. Right. We're giving our message and I think it's a it's a it's a it's a well thought out message, um mm-hmm. that we work on with everybody. You know? Yeah. And um
1: And from a technology it's been, standpoint it's been awesome. Yeah. And from a technology standpoint, I mean this seems like a, f- I mean just all of the things that go into all of this seems like a fairly robust system technology wise. I mean Yeah. And what were some, I mean, are there some challenges that go along with that with just all of the different avenues of communicate? I mean, like we know how difficult it is to sometimes just get an email through, you know, but like you're doing all these other things with all these automated systems and stuff. And that seems like that is just a crazy amount of stuff for, uh, for something like this to be able to work. And it does though. So, I mean, like with the technology piece, like, can you talk about how that kind of has grown and evolved from the beginning to where it is now? Like what's been, most effective, what has not maybe been effective and you had to can it and you're like, no, this doesn't work anymore. Has there been any of that? Well, so
0: it it was uh, Howl was launched in January, right before Winter Strong. So it yeah. was launched in January and it's been a learning process. Um, like when we when we started we were kind of using the the very bare bones of of what we could do and mm-hmm. then it kind of evolved into adding more and more onto that yeah definitely learning what's effective um what works the best you know the the website is gamified as well Mm. um so there's a lot of things going on that i just wanted to see what's really going to work you know are are hunters sportsmen going to be motivated by incentives you know what is it that's preventing maximum engagement you know sure um and those are things that i'm still kind of i guess compiling and figuring out what works and and what would be the best to concentrate on in the in the future and there's there's actually more there's there's better tools um that we're going to use you know in in the future as well it's just been it hadn't it hasn't really been done as far as i know yeah um at At this level and so now where can we take it and it's not just for this industry as well I've been approached by a few different industries to like whoa how do we how do we do this uh so there's there's I would imagine just from just from the
1: ability to interact with 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 uh elected officials and politicians and stuff like that that I mean Everybody's trying to do that if you're any kind of industry, you know. So, I mean, if yeah. you guys are putting together a system that is effective at doing that and actually getting things either accomplished or at least getting responses, and like probably more than what a lot of other of those, like here's your template email to send in about this issue kind of service, because mm-hmm. I've seen those before, you know, where like you just what, that's what most of them are, yeah, yeah, you just log in and be like, here's the pre written email, send this in for your, uh, your petition note or whatever. But like, I can imagine building something out like that would be valuable in itself for other industries to be able to emulate or work with you want to be like this is pretty rad and it works like how did you do this you know yeah no that's you know you're exactly right and that
0: was the the challenge um i worked on it for about a year um trying to get that figured out and trying to get everything to talk to each other so you know if ross does this how does he get points and how does it keep track and how does you know all these things Mm -hmm. so integrating like your 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 profile um you know your contact information with what with what you've done and and all that so there's uh there's a there's there's certainly a lot to it and and it'll it'll help like if we you know develop an app and Mm -hmm. you know i'm just searching for ways to make it easier and easier and, and and easier
1: so is the tech stuff stuff that you were like that you're familiar with and have done this for a long time, or is this just like no. I just need the, we need to do this and I'm just going to do it type of thing?
0: Yep. So a <laughs> lot of interviews with different companies. Yeah. Um, and there really there wasn't anybody out there that that accomplished you know what we wanted, so we yeah. had to get a few different uh, programs to kind of integrate with each other, and then and then we're still actually there's a lot of projects like tech projects that we're going to work on that really is just development that needs to be built right. Like from the, from scratch, you know? Yeah. Um, no. So I just, I just haven't been sort of involved in some bills in the past and, and, and seeing the, I just thought there was a better way to do things. Yeah. And with, Technology being out there, I mean, I know it's possible, you know you just have to you gotta do it right, you know right. you got to put it together the right way, yep, and that's what i that's what I really wanted to to concentrate on and um and now it's like wow there's there's just so many aspects to this job you know with trying to run social media and trying to reach everybody and stay on top of the content, stay mm-hmm. on top of. Um, the the build out of the issues, because um, that's one thing on our end. It takes so much longer to build these things out, you know, Yeah. Um, so it's it's definitely a, a burden to, you know, just try and get staff and get the right people involved. that's that takes up a large portion of the day kind of strategic partnerships, trying to raise money, you know, all of it because mm-hmm. all of it, it costs a lot of money. And plus, I have a normal job, <laughs> so, right? <laughs> um, and and this this can certainly be a job. I mean, it, it yeah for it to really be successful, this will have to be um, a number of people's full time job. I mean, right. It's, it just takes work, it takes time. Yep.
1: So, with I'm curious because it, this is obviously something being an outdoorsman, being a hunter that you're passionate about, but I mean what was it that made you decide like I'm going to be the one that needs to do this like why is this so important to you that you decided to just take it on and do it yourself Um, it was the success
0: in in 2021 there was a bill in California a senate bill that was introduced to ban bear hunting yep just outright so 2021 so almost two years ago now and uh, I basically led a grassroots campaign through using change.org and just using social media to, to make people aware of what was going on. Mm-hmm. And it was like, hey, here's the phone numbers and here's the emails. Uh, I'm trying to think of how we... Yeah, so with change.org, you could actually put in... Multiple decision makers in there. And it sort of just some light bulbs went off. Um when I was like, huh, this is this is interesting how this works. But imagine if we kind of had our own and it Mm. was and it was built the way we wanted it to be built. And it wasn't coming from change.org or whatever. You know, it was just a a more streamlined approach to this. So that was successful, right? And um and my friend John, who's also he's he's my Partner, he's the vice president in in Howl for Wildlife. He had when this bill came up. I called him. I said, "Hey, this thing's going on in California. Like, uh, I don't. I'm not hearing anything about it. Like, this seems they want to ban bear hunting. This is this is huge." Now it had just came out to be fair, right? But I'm just like, why aren't? Why isn't this being blown up yeah. on social media? You know, from the get go, and and he goes, "Well, let's try using Change.org." You know, and I was, and I knew what Change.org was. Yeah, you know, I'd seen it. So, I created a um a petition on there that just went wild. Like it went crazy in five days. There was twenty seven thousand signatures or something. And <laughs> nice. I mean, it like spread around the nation. Like everybody yeah. huddle around California and let's call these people and let's email these people. And the bill was pulled. It was a poorly written bill. I don't think they expected that backlash especially an introduction like it wasn't right, even that quickly. In, yeah, it was like on the news and everyone was writing about it and you know and the bill got pulled. And and now I know that there were there's always behind the scenes, you know. There's lobbyists for hunting and and yep. and all that. I know this was going on. But it was the first time for me where I saw the general sportsmen really get involved mm. right mm-hmm. and and everybody was super excited about it and like really motivated and and they were even i tried to make it clear like hey you know change.org is gonna ask you for donations but it doesn't go to us it goes to them they say that they they use that money to promote this petition on more platforms mm. maybe they do that maybe they don't right um but people donated in five days, like $19,000 or something like that. Oh my goodness. Yeah, and I'm like, what the heck? (laughs) Alright, so to me, I was just like, people want to be engaged. Yeah. Um, There's money out there that people want to put towards projects. That's what it spelled out for me. And so it I think it shined a light on the lack of participation engagement um there's things that the existing orgs are doing really well like the hunting organizations are doing really well but there's some things i don't think they're concentrating on Mm. and to me i'm like god there's 80 some million sportsmen and no one's really asking them to get involved um that much yeah and what if we ask them just a little um because it's what the Humane Society of the United States does, you know. It's what these other groups do. Why aren't we doing the same thing? Well, how come we're not taking the same measures? And and we can do it with integrity, you know. I I you know I I feel like we can we can be annoying, but not you know we're not out there like covering ourselves with blood and laying on the ground and screaming and yelling <laughs> right. and whatever. Not obnoxious. These, yeah, we're not obnoxious. Um, so I just felt like there was a lack of organization there there's a lack of communication um between the different groups and between hunters and sportsmen and and just what's going on in each state um and i also saw it as a domino effect like the reason why i wanted to create something that would generally allow if you live in another state to get involved in you know if you live in state a but state b is having this issue i want to get you involved in that because it's going to be on your doorstep if mm-hmm. it passes here, it's going to be on your doorstep. And it doesn't matter what kind of hunting you do, what your favorite type of hunting is. You know, I want a duck hunter to support a hound hunter. And if we can accomplish that, because it's always left to the issues are always sort of left for the people who are going to be affected the most to deal with. Yep. And that is great for the other side. Yep. You know, they're all united. They're yep. like, hey, let's you know we can't start with duck hunting we can't start with start with uh with duck hunting we can't start with deer hunting because that's that's not the lowest hanging fruit right but let's start with something that most people don't know anything about and even even most hunters don't participate in and don't know much about so let's start with like predator hunting or or hound hunting and pick on that and we'll 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 get that out of the way and we'll make our way down. We'll make our way down because at the end of the day, their end goal for many of these organizations is just to end hunting. And totally as a, right. Like like, meat is murder kind of, you know what I mean? So, so of course they're going to come for the ducks, but it might be in your grandkids lifetime. It might be in that. You know what I mean? That's, we got to have that mentality. Stop it now, everything, you know? So if we can accomplish that, Um, then I think our voice again of 80 some million will be, we would actually outshine them. We have more people, Mm -hmm. um, who participate in outdoor, in the sportsman lifestyle, whether it's shooting, fishing, hunting, all the, all the variables. We have more people than they do who aren't even participating you know, they're not mm-hmm. funding conservation, um, but they have more people that are engaged. They're way more emotional, and if louder. we can just get, they're louder. If we can mm-hmm. just get a smaller, um, a, a a larger percentage than what we currently have, yeah, man, and and money is not an issue either. I, I always hear that. Well, they have, Humane Society, they raise so much money. All right, well, this is a multi billion dollar industry if you're just talking about the hunting industry alone i mean are you kidding (laughs) me um the money is not an issue it's just it hasn't been funneled in all of the ways that i feel like it should be you
1: know well that's the organization part that you were mentioning like there's just that that lack of organization communication between all of these different entities within the hunting space like it, it seems like everybody's kind of like kind of wants the same thing, but nobody's going about it in a cohesive way to where it actually will make a difference. You know what I mean? Like everybody's just kind of on their own page doing everything their own way. And nobody's like working as like, we're all dude, we're all on the same team. Like let's do this as a team, you know,
0: you're exactly right. It my my original inspiration where it just made a little more sense to me was, um, kind of being aware and knowing, having family members or whatnot that were involved with um, with jsoc Mm. and sort of that organization of the intelligence community um and you know they were all (laughs) sometimes (laughs) working for the the same mission you know but they didn't talk to each other they didn't communicate and um and at some point I, I i'm i'm sure i'm oversimplifying somebody was like well this is just stupid like all, all right. right if the cia knows this and then the nsa knows this and we're you know and all of a sudden we're like hey what are you guys doing here what are you guys doing here oh we're, we're both working on the same thing or all right well maybe it's in the country's best interest that we share some of this you know and we have all the right. we bring the best minds together um to to complete the same to complete the goal complete the mission and um so originally i had a name like joint hunter it was just like to get things going it was like jayhawk joint hunters (laughs) operation command or something i don't know what else but um that was sort of just like the the ten thousand foot view of what the problem right was and is yeah right and um so that's ultimately what i want to accomplish is to bring the best and the brightest under one roof to communicate with each other and let's strategize and figure out the best way um to to really get our message out there and to and is there a is there something we're missing you know it is there are there good things to conservation and hunting that mm-hmm. maybe we're not we're just in an echo chamber all the time like yeah. w- what messages can we take to the non-hunting public to get them to understand why hunting is important not for them to be a hunter not necessarily hey come in and be a hunter they can but to understand the importance of right conservation versus preservation and understand sort of herd dynamics and, and, and habitat and just, ah, there's so much out there. Right. And, 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 and maybe, and do we, are we working with the right people? You know, maybe, um, there's, there's groups out there who look at, oh, say an, an anti-hunting initiative and to them, um, because they'd be considered like a minority hunter, mm. um, to them. it they're looking at an anti-hunting issue and saying this is this is like a social justice thing for me you're trying to take away um what was taken away from my ancestors and they're calling it colonization i'm like oh my gosh all right we have so many things to work with here and it's like nobody wants to use this you know like we can turn this into a social justice issue with integrity we really can so it's it's almost, it's kind of unreal to me. I think um, the what is untapped.
1: Yeah, you know. So so here's and, the here's the cynical me asking this question, to to kind of see what you think about this because I see a lot of these, uh, and a lot a lot of times they're not even nonprofits, right? That are like yeah. multi tens of million dollar level organizations or these huge organizations that are within all the hunting industry stuff. And I'm, I'm thinking like, well, why would a lot of them want to solve a lot of these problems, even if they're maybe financially compromised in some way, because we see that a lot with like huge corporations, right? Like they're, you know, public image stuff. And all. even if they're within hunting, I imagine there's still some of that going on that they're like, no, we don't want to get like that attached. We just want to kind of use this, medium to make money you know what I'm saying like do you think that maybe plays into and that's just super cynical me but like do you think that's a legitimate response
0: <sighs> yeah I do I mean I've thought about it I don't well, I, I always question a lot of things all, yeah. all, all I know is if, if I'm successful if we go out of business because if we go out of business that means we've made the other side irrelevant and I really mm. do think it's possible um now to say that now, there's a lot of there's a lot of work to be done, yeah. You know, and it's going to take a lot of money, and yes, it's going to be, you know, a full time job for a lot of people. It's definitely going to be a full time job for me if if this really keeps going. Um, but the ultimate goal would be to, you know, put things in place like a right to hunting in every state. Mm-hmm. Um, make it where the messaging that the other side gets away with currently, where that's just questioned. Where that's yeah. like, no, that's 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 crazy talk, you know. Yep. So we got to put them on the defense, and I really think that we can. I mean, I look at it simply. It's it's it it, it kind of boggles my mind that you know it's all right from mo- now. There's diehard you know people who are vegan, and nothing against that being vegan, but people who are vegan who have this moral you know, they they think they think mm-hmm. I'm murdering an animal or whatnot. Okay, mm-hmm. but that's not most people. Most people, they just, I don't know what it is, they're like, I can go to the store and get a chicken and you know, whatever and somebody else killed it for me through whatever process and I'm eating it and I'm essentially going into the wild and finding meat. Right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I you can where did we lose this? Yeah. Like, I mean, I I get it. You know, it's been turned into. It's not been turned into. It's just so many things. It. It's an adventure. It's camaraderie. It's all of these things. Um, but essentially, I'm going into the wild and I'm finding meat and that's what I'm eating. And that's kind of what I've been doing my whole life. You know, save a few times where it just didn't make sense, but. It's how right. I was raised, and it's how, the crazy thing, is how
1: everybody was raised if you go back a few hundred years. <laughs> right. Not know? even like, that far. Like, it's not that recent when you, I mean, it, yeah. or it's super recent when you think it's about super,
0: it. it. It 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 really is, you know. And the other side, they're trying to turn certain animals into sentient beings, and I, I see that tactic, and I'm like, all right, well, you have to prove to me you know, besides what we know about yeah. vegans and and plowing of fields and all the animals and things that die there, right? And that's been yeah. repeated. It was on that Western show or whatever with Kevin Yellowstone, Costner, wasn't it? Yellowstone. Yeah, right? yeah. I remember I was watching that, and I'm like, I can't believe what's being said right now. Like this is, <laughs> yeah, seriously, absolutely fantastic. Nailed it. Um, I think it was actually taken from. It was almost verbatim something that Ted Nugent said.
1: Actually. <laughs> also not and surprising. I think like
0: the producer of that show knows Ted, or so, I, I can't remember. Anyway, besides besides that, um, yeah, you have to prove to me, and this sounds ridiculous, but only because I'm sort of mirroring ridiculousness. Sure. Why, when you go drive your car, and you're hitting millions of mosquitoes? No, you have to prove to me that you're not murdering mosquitoes. I mean, mm-hmm. how do you know that you're not? You know, I'm mm-hmm. tired of being on the side. Of, no, you prove to us. Yeah. You know, you can't just, like, cherry pick a bear. Like, right. why is a bear a sentient being? But you won't currently, you will not say a deer is. They, they leave deer issues alone because they know they can't touch it right now. Right. You know? So a bear is a sentient being. What? I mean, I. Mm-hmm. I it's just there's the hierarchy of animals an animal either is an animal or it's not there's and no
1: disney shows about mosquitoes that's why <laughs> there's been no right, char- yet, there's been no it, characters about a mosquito that people yeah. are thinking talk to each other with human voices
0: there's just a there's a real hypocrisy you know mm-hmm. and um, I'm I'm I really think we can <laughs> we can change the narrative, not that, have, not that we have to get that crazy with the, with the mosquito thing, but <laughs> um, there's we can simplify things and say, listen, this is essentially what we're doing.
2: After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by big wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I first heard that Mint Mobile offers premium wireless starting at just 15 bucks a month, I thought, what's the catch? But after talking to them and using their service, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they're the first company to sell wireless service online only. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. For anyone who hates their phone bill, Mint Mobile offers premium wireless for just 15 bucks a month. I was hesitant about having to get a new phone and a new phone number, but with Mint, you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and keep your same phone and your same phone number along with all of your existing contacts. Mint Mobile gives you the best rate whether you're buying for one or for a family, and at Mint, families start at two lines. All plans come with unlimited talk and text plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Switch to Mint Mobile and get premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks a month. To get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and to get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com/waypoint, that is mintmobile.com/waypoint. Cut your wireless bill to fifteen bucks a month at mintmobile.com/slash waypoint.
0: This is also why humans are here. Mm. You know, this is we can show and then we can of course get into the financials and the the money that goes to conservation and, yeah. and what wild what happened to wildlife and what brought wildlife back. Um, that's that's an important conversation. Um, another important conversation is is the is the minority of the hunters are a minority but the the minority hunters what we would consider you know black or tribal or or or, Mm -hmm. you know asian or whatever um the effects that it's having on them and that's where i think that's where i think it's going to be really impactful and powerful in getting the non-hunting public engaged emotionally Mm because they're not going to care about my story as much or even a science-based approach because it's kind of boring um but there it it hits it touches a certain there's a certain trigger there when you look at when you look at people um and how it affects them differently and it's just the reality of like I hate it that it that it that I have to sort of separate myself like oh I'm white and I like I hate all that. Yeah, but there's a reality that goes on with I don't know what you want to call it just in our society. And um there are people out there who are being um who have already had a a a ton of you know their their ancestral um traditions ripped away from them and mm-hmm. that's how they look at this that's how they look at these things that you know it's just more and more and more of that being stripped away from them and that message no one's really using that message and i don't know if it's because they don't they haven't been given a voice or they haven't found the platform for that yet Hmm. um but that's that's certainly one of the things that that we are working on and i I think that's where, where we will be we'll see a lot more success outside of the hunting space you know, and like it, you with, said too, with just the with just general public, I think we'll yeah. see success there.
1: Well, and like you said too, that's been I mean that's storytelling. That's why it's so powerful, you know. And that's the to get people invested emotionally without being emotional about it. You know what I'm saying? Because that's basically the the same like you're referencing before. That's the tactic that the anti hunters use is to use the emotional and 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 do that. And yeah. and traditionally. The hunters have just come back with like the financial numbers and like Mm -hmm. you know you know for lack of a better word they just come at it nerdy and everybody's like okay whatever i don't care about these numbers that doesn't mean anything to me but Mm -hmm. like if we start doing things and telling really good stories and making those connections and using the, the proper messaging in the right way like that's the stuff that i think like you said is that i mean that is crazy potential for powerful messaging
0: You're exactly right. And yeah, I kind of get in the weeds in it sometimes, but it's the emotional message. Yeah. We don't, we don't have the emotional message, I don't think. Yeah. Um, And there's a lot more that goes into that. There's, you know, there's some, you know, like food sovereignty type, type deals. Um, Mm -hmm. So, so I, I think there's ways that we can market um, even a bill. And again, we can do what the other side does. We market a bill and have certain words in there and, um, and you know, We're pushing for a a right to food. Yeah. Right. Now, the details of that, because nobody ever reads the details. That's Mm -hmm. the thing. We can have all the details in there. We get the right authors. We get the right people working on things, right to food. Most people just read headlines. I'll play the same game. You want to read my headline? Exactly. You know? um, Oh, of course. Everybody should be eating. (laughs) Yes. And people just vote, boom, based on that. Yeah. I'm not saying that's right that they do that, but that's not my fault. That's and the if game. People be, if people <laughs> want to be convinced by a headline, I'll write some headlines. But I'm also not going to lose any integrity when you do read the details, because yep. I fully believe in this. You know, I'm not yep. trying to trick people, but I'm trying to get them to think differently. That's one reason why Howl for Wildlife was the name that I decided on, because it really doesn't make you think hunting or mm-hmm. hunters or that it's a hunting organization. Right. Um it's for for the for its mission, it is centered around wildlife. And howling is really just us making noise, but right. it has this it has this uh uh you know this connection with wolves. Right? Which makes people crazy, right? Wolves are just the most polarizing thing in the world. Dude, like, I live in Idaho. You, yeah, okay. So <laughs> when we first started people are like oh this is an anti-hunting this is like a pro wolf you know one of these groups (laughs) or whatever and i loved it because it was on purpose because it's like all right you know what the problem is how come we let the why did we let the other side co-opt a wolf Mm -hmm. or an image imagery of a wolf to where Mm -hmm. i mean really you know wolves Mm -hmm. are badass we can Mm be the. so so i can take how for wildlife and like split it up into meanings or whatever, but you know, we can be this packed, this pack. Right. Yeah. And we can be powerful just like wolves. You know, it's, it's amazing. Um, but we're humans. We have restraint. We have data. We have, I, l- I like to think of like, um, one of the things is, you know, people have a problem with, with hounds or, or whatnot. Yeah. Aren't they just, I mean, the, Dogs come from wolves, right? A hound is just is just a wolf with restraint. It's been given rules to abide by, you know. And I'm like, I think it's a beautiful thing. I think yeah. it's wonderful, you know. It's they're not just because they're being controlled. They're not just uh, you know out there killing anything, mm-hmm. you know. You can mm-hmm. tree a bear and say, oh, that's that's uh that's a sow. That's a sow with cubs. She's got milk. Oh, that's a male. That's an old male. That's the one I want. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you really to want to manage bear, that's the best way to do it mm-hmm. and keep the population healthy. But what's crazy is these things have been taken away from us by anti-hunters which have actually I think hurt the bear population. Yeah. Because there's no human management ab- yep. you know implemented on it. Um it's just it's a wild world when you really look at what has happened, and you know I think people are well intentioned, yeah, but you know they don't know the devil's in the details, and you know these people that are saving wildlife, they're actually hurting wildlife, so I'm just like, now screw that, we're saving wildlife, yeah. you know, so so that was one of the the things with the bear in twenty twenty one it was i think one of the headlines was uh um defeat you know a b whatever the s s b uh five five six or whatever the the Mm -hmm. senate bill was um save wildlife man all the details were in there you have no idea how many anti-hunters signed on (laughs) to our just because i had that headline that said save Save wildlife wildlife. yep well i firmly actually believe we do save wildlife in fact i can prove it yeah it's
1: not a bait and switch thing like you said
0: right um but we've let the other side co-opt those words and it just yeah. you know so anyway mm-hmm. back to the how for wildlife that that the name the title of the of the nonprofit is, is certainly it, man. on it's on it's on purpose and it's to kind of it's to kind of fool with people a little bit <laughs> but, I love but it. down the road you know it actually is gonna have a more substantial meaning I think sure yeah. so
1: uh, let me ask you this when it comes to these Whatever the certain issue is that you guys are taking up, because I, I mean, I'm I'm fairly aware of the of like the ones that make more noise outside of the local area that they're for, like the California one in in Bear. That like you said, it went national, so I was aware of it. But there's a ton in other states that I don't know about um but like how often do these kind of things come up and if there are a ton like do you have to be selective on which ones you guys get behind or is it just like how do people go about or how do you go about selecting which things you you promote and get behind
0: it's just what we hear about um through social media or you know i mean now it's like everyone's messaging me yeah there's this issue there's this issue there's that um Mm -hmm we are a part of um, coalitions now in different states that have been newly formed. Um, Well, some old and some new, some brand new. Um, Like we're a founding member of an organization in in Washington State. Um, Washington State being might be the worst state as far as a commission. Mm. And um, just being all out of sorts and what's going on there. So there's a coalition formed with um a ton of different sportsmen's organizations uh locally and nationally and we are a founding member of that so now you know with with the members and the organizations and the people who are kind of the the boots on the ground people in the states when something comes up um they let us know Gotcha. so then so then we can develop that action um we're a member of a coalition now in, in california um, with, a, with a lobbyist and, and a bunch of other organizations so if something comes up in California I can get all those details from people who are um, who have been there for years and they know you know the ins and outs and they know the politicians and they know the commission members and they know just you know is the bill going to go somewhere is it not going to mm-hmm. go somewhere what kind of support does it have basically we're, we try to process all that information and how do we get that in the simplest way? Mm. How do we get that turn that into messaging that's simple for all the millions of, of of either your members of your organizations or just sportsmen? How do we regurgitate that to them to get them involved and what's the most effective way for them to be involved? So there's 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 so much detail out there and in, in info um, to process. So obviously if there's a big issue those are the right those are the easy ones you know ban on bear hunting ban on cougar hunting whatever right um immediately get on that um and then if and and a lot of it also depends on how much i know about the subject so if i can write about it then yeah i'll take it on um but a lot of it will be you know we have some content writers and and how much do they know about it and what can they what can they get out of this what kind of story can they get out of this um, is there anything is there anything to it um, so it just it also depends on who can get me information yeah. and if it makes sense you know because there's there's always something going on right? you know um, so I try to stick to I guess a a certain few things. Um, However, Mm -hmm. everyone's been asking me to get involved in like 2A issues. Oh, gotcha. And, um, I'm like, yes, that's such a huge world. I mean, and for me, it's like, it's like Hunter
1: adjacent, like sportsman adjacent, you know? Yeah. And it's like,
0: I only have so much time and there's so much work to be done here. However, I do want to be involved and my to stay on mission. It's kind of easy. Well, PR dollars, Pittman Robertson dollars, come mm-hmm. from the sale of guns and ammo. So when yep. there is a bill to ban whatever gun um, or ammo or whatever, um, that's less money going to conservation. So. A, that's why you should be involved and B, that is a a bridge between the 2A, just the shooters, and and hunters. Mm-hmm. And if we I think if we start working together more because um, we're generally kind of facing the same sort of adversaries, um, I think we need to realize that. And um, so yeah you will, you will see us getting involved. Actually I just got off a podcast that I hosted with a measure that's going on in Oregon uh, measure 114 and it would be it's on the ballot so they got enough signatures to put it on a ballot and of course the messaging is you know gun violence less gun violence right well Mm -hmm. the way that they want to accomplish that would effectively shut down your ability to buy Uh, guns in Oregon for at least two years because it would go into effect immediately 30 days I think after and there's no system set up for what the bill calls for so from the ground up they would have to implement all these new processes um, for people to abide by this law you literally would not be able to buy a firearm Um, that's important (laughs) for everybody for hunters, (laughs) for shooters, Obviously, if no one's buying guns, there's no PR dollars, right? And I really want to keep um, conservation funding. I want I want to keep the the funding mechanism of 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 PR through sportsmen. I think that's right. important. I think our seat at the table is important. I think the fact that it's user funded um, by us is really important. And that's also what keeps the funding going to the projects. Um, that that affect wildlife conservation and affect um, for PR specifically, a lot of it goes to shooting ranges, public shooting right. ranges um, goes to hunter education and, and, and whatnot. So that's really important if we let other stakeholders into that game um, the nature of the beast is you know it's gonna go somewhere else, you know what I mean So yep. I think it's extremely important for us to hold on to that and it has been, it has been wildly successful since since thirty seven when it when it started. Uh, Pittman Robertson, right. So, if it wasn't successful, then all right, maybe we should have a conversation. But I I think it's
1: it's been really successful. So, so looking looking into uh, some of the things you guys have going on here in the immediate and maybe long term future, like what are some of the things that you're looking towards? Maybe it's maybe it's a specific. Uh, bill or measure like the one that you just mentioned but like what are some of the other big things that are coming up for you guys that you're putting a lot of attention into well there's a lot of bills that are still out there Um,
0: most of them will probably die they won't make it out of committee currently right now so like our action center has quite a few in there but a lot of them are kind of inactive which is fine if they if they die then that's a dead bill you know Um, they don't necessarily need to be voted on Sometimes they just don't go anywhere, you know, and they'll, and they'll die. But uh, currently, a a big one, and again, I don't know if it's going to go anywhere, but a big one is the Return Act, um, right? Which is a it's it's a, interesting. I mean, i i I think it's well intentioned. I get it. There's a congressman, a Republican congressman out of Georgia, Andrew Clyde. Um, he actually wants to take. The, he sees Pittman-Robertson as a tax on the Second Amendment. Right. Um, I don't know if I disagree with him. Right. But there, there there, are some details to know. So when you go and buy a gun, you know, let's just say it's $100, just for example's sake. When you go buy a gun, gun's $100. You're not seeing, like, on your receipt an extra 11%. Um, after that $100, it's baked into that $100 price. It's the manufacturer right. that is taxed. Um, I don't know exact if they're taxed on like their cost or the price that they're going to sell the gun. I don't know those details. But the first thing that comes to my mind, if, if, if that is taxing the Second Amendment, um, and if that's a violation of that right, well where does that start and end? I mean, our price for the gun is based on the cost of doing business and the cost of what about their property taxes? What about Remington's property taxes? What about their all the other taxes that they use to build to come up with the final price that we're paying. Well mm-hmm. isn't isn't that a tax as well as this is Yeah. I don't know. It, it just seems it, it, so he wants it to be funded by the oil and gas industry. Um which might be more polarizing than yeah. <laughs> guns. So, to me, to give that funding mechanism—wonder who over, sponsored
1: that bill—over to <laughs> like from a financial standpoint,
0: <laughs> it seems a little. I mean, he he's saying, well, it'll be the funding will be more consistent. Um, it'll be eight, uh, hundred million dollars a year, which you know he looks over the course of time and says, well, that would be more than what PR funding you know is is currently getting but i mean there's inflation you can't compare a million dollars today and a million dollars in 1960 right i mean it's a whole different ball game and plus the last 2020 and 2021 have been absolute record numbers for pr over a billion that might keep going up and it also depends on who's the president i mean it's just the way it works you know they're they're great gun salesmen sometimes (laughs) so um but but to give it to that industry right Where there's major lobbyists, right? There's major money involved there. And now, um, PR would take out. This wouldn't be a new tax on them. It would, it would slice into the current pie. So now somebody in this lobby-filled oil and gas industry is going to not be getting eight hundred million dollars a year. I don't know. I see that as a fight. It's also the way I understand. It's like a you enter as a totem pole. So PR would be at the bottom of the totem pole. I just, and, and then I also, I wonder, all right, well, now that it's not coming from the sale of guns and all that, would that affect at the state level, how these dollars are spent and where they are spent?
1: Yeah.
0: Um, when you have these other interests involved, I mean, that's just human nature, right? We're talking big money and big time lobbyists and I just, I don't I get it on one hand because there's another equally outrageous bill um, that, and this one's by a Democrat that wants to put I think like a thousand percent tax on the second amendment <laughs> or sorry, on, on guns or maybe mm-hmm. it's just semi-automatics or ARs or something so he's saying it would effect, effectively tax our way out of ownership well <laughs> At a certain point, like, if, if we get down the brass tax on the Second Amendment, um, it's not just a thing on paper. <laughs> it's not just for us to go to the shooting range for. We have the Second Amendment, um, and we aren't going to lose the Second Amendment because of the Second Amendment. Right. Like, if we really want to be fundamentalists about this, isn't that the answer? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the teeth to everything else. Well, what does the teeth mean? If if you take it right away, that's taking it right away, and it's not given by government; it's recognized by government. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, that's a pretty serious road to go down. I mean, you get yeah. what I'm talking about here. But but, and I, you know, respectfully to him, and he he says he's a a, a, a huge two A guy. Well, your message shouldn't be we're gonna lose the we're gonna lose the Second Amendment. So let's let's um, take the the um, so let's save wildlife conservation by removing the funds. How about your messages? No, we're not losing the Second Amendment. Yeah, no, absolutely not. It's you understand what I mean? Like at, yep. at a certain point, if things got so bad isn't that why we have it it's just you know exactly. i don't really want to get into that conversation <laughs> that's a, but that's a whole other like, podcast episode oh, i don't want to get myself in <laughs> trouble with that one yeah but you you get what i'm saying i do yeah um so there's a lot of things to that so that that's that's a big i don't know if that's a big bill that we are really going to have to fight but what happened is i think P- pandora's box has been opened yeah um it is a conversation that no one nobody was having i hadn't heard of anybody complaining about PR before? Yeah, it's always been something that people have planted their flag on, and was proud of. Um, we, when when I say we, it's a sportsman. We use it all the time at the commission level or, or whatever. With hey, this is user funded, and we like it that way. Like this, we're proud of that. Yep. Um, we're proud of all the stuff we buy, and it goes to these projects. Super proud of that. Um. Now there's been since that bill came out. Uh, people have looked at it they've they've realized you know they've seen the content of the bill and they're like oh wow yeah that's not a bad idea there's been an anti-hunting organization now that's been they're not going to say they support that specific bill but they basically repeated the contents of it and said yeah it's time we do this and the new york times did a piece about oh god how did they what was their headline something about um you know the 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 guns that are responsible for so much bloodshed are still funding wildlife conservation. Something like that. It's time to separate the two. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is yeah, not, this isn't good. This is all the stuff
1: that comes after that initial thing that is going to be all the mess that that you have to deal with. Andrew Clyde did not meet with, and he's
0: been asked this. Uh, my my friend did a podcast with him. He did not meet with uh, any stakeholders on this. And it's like, dude, you, you know, he just saw it as, hey, I'm a 2A guy and, you know, this is bad. And, uh, I, he said, he was just on, uh, Field Ethos podcast, actually. And he said, um, I didn't expect so much pushback. It was surprising to me. And I'm like, well, it's because you didn't talk to anybody.
1: <laughs> you didn't I know mean, what you were actually doing. Come on. <laughs> yeah. So,
0: so one of the things like with that, let's just talk about that one real quick. Um, I, uh, I'm trying to, he he's actually, or his staff has reached out to John, um, and so anyway, what I want to do is kind of, I don't want to like just throw crap back and forth at each other. Let's sit down and have a forum, and yeah. I will have people um, from, that represent different organizations and f- at various levels, and, and you two, and I'm sure we probably pretty much have everything in common, and let's just discuss... Why we think this is a bad idea, and you can say why well, it's a good idea, and, and you know let's 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 get it out there, and um, and I think that's that's really important too is this relationship building, you know I uh, I hate like our presidential debates, we you know mm-hmm. possibly we we are electing the most powerful person in the world. Right? And you have 30 seconds to answer this question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <I> mean, are <laughs> yeah. you like, but I'm supposed to take it seriously and right. voting, you know, rock the vote and v- blah, 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 and everything else. And if you don't vote, you don't have a say. Well, also, you know, the whole thing is kind of a sham. I mean, <laughs> come on. <laughs> right. Let's just have a real conversation here. This is insane uh, the options mm-hmm. that we're given and the time that we're given to even know these people. Really? You have 30 seconds. Yeah, well, because we got you know Seinfeld comes on at eleven. We can, all right. Well, priorities, right? I I just, it's it's nuts. So, you know, back when, uh, I think when you know like Abraham Lincoln or whatever's running for president, they'd have like these six hour debates. And they would like, long sit down like next to each other days. and let's talk. Yeah. So I'm not saying let's go days, but with uh, with Andrew Clyde, let's sit down and just let's have not just me and him or you know let's have sort of everybody that this is going to affect let's just get a bunch of voices in there maybe we can come up with something cooler yeah you know because I get I get what he's saying I do but I also don't live in a bubble I mean we're taxed on life liberty, and the pursuit of happiness every single day of our lives and that's outrageous Um, to pick on this and to take that away um, it doesn't solve anything else because nothing else changes around it it's just like yes here's a Here's a two a victory if if you want to consider it that, but nothing else changed around it because you're sort of talking about a bubble here, and right. it, I just I don't think that's the right thing to to concentrate on.
1: Um, well, right now, and so. that, and and having those, like you said, even being in a place where those kind of meetings even happen can sometimes be considered a win in itself because how many other times are there are, are like. One side just refusing to even have a discussion, you know what I mean? Right. And, and then, but bringing being able to bring in, like you said, let's bring in a bunch of people that this is going to affect everybody, depending on what way it goes. Either way, like if it's going to do this, it's going to affect these people. It's going to do this, it's going to affect these people, and like try and figure out why. And like and like you said, maybe even come up with something cooler out of the out of the back end of it than nobody was really expecting. But like, that's the freaking societal fabric that worked at the beginning of this country so like it's it's those kind of things that you mentioned like we that it's been 150 years since it really seems like something like that has even existed yeah no one has time anymore exactly but
0: but what you don't have time for is making the world a better place is really all that's being said you know it's just it's kind of it's kind of wild the lack of effort um that we actually put into, you know, on one hand, everyone wants a better world and all this and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, it's all just, it's all just marketing. It's Mm going to take effort and it takes hard work and it's not going to be easy, but no one wants to go down that, you know, no one wants to go down that road. Um, It can just be easier to just complain about it. It's so easy to complain. Yeah. And, and hunters, man, do we love complaining, (laughs) but you, you know, so that's kind of a big issue and it's, and it's maybe just a, philosophical discussion or something. I don't, I don't share. I I'm hearing that bill is not going to go anywhere, but he does have a lot of co-sponsors, but, um, I don't know. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens with that. Yeah. Um, Washington state is an ongoing, there's a lot going on in Washington state with spring bear season and possibly bear season. There's just so much management, so many management issues there. Um, and maybe even lawsuits, you know, um, I think that's something else we should really start looking into. Uh, if, 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 essentially, your state's own science is supporting a, a method of hunting, or especially if it existed, um, and then it was just taken away just because members of a commission have been politicized, and it's just as easy as that in one fell swoop, I think that's a lawsuit. So your own state's science recommends this, and you just get to say, like, you're a king or a queen. Nope. Well, no. I think there's a lawsuit there for um, destruction of, of wildlife. You're not protecting wildlife anymore. And, you know, there's... I, we got to turn those tables and start using words like that. And I think we can be aggressive with that and actually have a, have a case. California, there's always something going on. Um, <laughs> our, something. Com- our commission has actually been uh, incredible. I'm mm. very surprised by it. And actually, we just got a new commission member appointed by Gavin Newsom, who is a, a who used to serve on the commission some years ago. And from what I hear from our hunting lobbyists, he's awesome. Like, he couldn't have... He said, for California, and being in California, I couldn't have asked for a better commission member. I'm like, wow. I mean, <laughs> this is... This is kind of weird that this is going on in California. Right. It's great Didn't even know news. they existed. <laughs> yeah, um, so that's actually great news for California. That's awesome. There's, but there's a there's a ton of issues. Um, yeah, you know the. I think some of the big issues right now are are kind of on the the, the federal scale with, uh, using lead ammunition or not, um, that whole debate, and yeah. you know the lack of availability for one thing is is. If you, you know, if you're forced to buy non-lead, which we are in California, um, well, go to the store and see what non-lead you can find. <laughs> some calibers you can find them, some calibers you can't, and yeah. you know it's it's and there's there's a lot more lead, you know, ammo out there that I can find, but it's it's really there. There's a lot of carts being put before the horse in a lot of sure. these situations. Um, sure, so. That's that's going to be a big issue. Um, but generally, bill season is going to start like in January. So yeah. we'll start seeing. I'm, I'm predicting a giant push from the Humane Society to go after states that don't have what they consider an updated bear management plan. Mm-hmm. Um, and what they will do is say, um, we need this updated. We need this modernized. Um, they'll give out some science that says, you know, climate change and fires are diminishing the bear populations. they can't prove it. They're actually proven wrong in California recently <laughs> on that one. And but the, what they'll recommend is a uh, a pause on hunting until said management plan is updated, which can take years. So and then in the meantime, they can you know press for something else. that's a win for them because they're they stopped hunting right essentially, right? Um, that's that's what I'm hearing is going to happen. So um, we got to be ready for that. But also, like I said, trying to be ready for that on the proactive side. Like, how do we get ahead of this? Um, what can we do to submit to various commissions? Um, maybe it is a good idea to have a bear updated bear management plan. Um, but no pause on bear hunting. <laughs> right. Just update your bear management plan. Right. And what they're doing, in it's Cal- exactly what happened in California. And what they found out was, uh, yeah, our bear population has, like, quadrupled. <laughs> so you're saying they, they came out with these numbers because they didn't know our department had all these studies going on. Um, nobody really did. They came out with these numbers, like, we think bear populations are down to maybe 9,000 now well the the head scientist gave this presentation he said there's no less than 36,000 bear and by the time we're done we might have 70,000 here in California <laughs> which would mean we have more bear in California than any other state in the lower 48 I think um so That's amazing anyway we just have to be prepared for that for that battle and, and um and have the right answers and 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 kind of demand the data and you know, um, demand that the commissioners are really just upholding and supporting. You know, the science that comes from the from the department. Social science is a is a big thing. It it just it does carry weight. So let's work on that. What are we going to do about social science? All right. Well, can we make can we align with with uh, with uh, tribal hunters? Can we align? you know with with black and hispanic or whoever whoever we can all right let's let's do this social science thing because i i think we can do it um it's it's not uh they have no problem... this happened in the last commission meeting i think in washington somebody from wildlife for all or something or whatever they're just like yeah you you know your uh, your stakeholders are just a bunch of old white guys or what? and i'm like god can you imagine if i said that the uh, you know <laughs> If If I said those words about something else and some other like you're just allowed to say that, that's fine, yeah, it's fine to say that. everyone's cool with that. all right, well, let's play that game. let's yep. get them involved, you know' Cause I don't think you're ready for that message. I don't think you're ready for you know hundreds of of minority hunters to show up and and hit them from their mouths, not mine yeah um they're not ready for that. That's what I'm actually really looking forward to, and that's where I think we can we can kick some freaking butt. That's uh, awesome. And yeah. It's we'll see. But that's what man, <laughs> some of the stuff we're working on. <laughs> so just a few things then. <laughs> I love it. It's dude. like everything. Yeah, yep. I mean it's it's like, you know, I'm trying to stay uh focused. I actually have a he's a good friend of mine, he's a really successful uh entrepreneur and in, and in, in whatnot, and he's um kinda like executive coaching me. Nice and, um just trying to harness and see what I'm best at and what I need yeah. to hire people for, and um, that's been uh, so. I'm like a few weeks in on that, and it's it just gives nice. me it gives me things to to think about, and, sure. and it's and it's good to like get those get that out there and figure out my personality and how I interact with other people. All these things, you know, to make this. I'm just mm-hmm. trying the best I can to make this this whole thing um, successful and. And like i said eventually go out of business yeah you know um i I really think we can accomplish that that's awesome man
1: well man i man it's already been an hour 15 minutes that just flew by i feel like i could ask you another hour's worth of questions (laughs) but uh thank you for making the time charles i really appreciate it it was great to chat and uh why don't you you know because this is a direct action taking thing that we're talking about so like where is it that people go to do all of this stuff and follow you guys and get involved and take action on all of these things? Plug all those links so everybody can go and be a part of what you're doing.
0: Yep. It's uh, howlforwildlife.org. You can also do howl.org. I'll just forward to the same website. And on Instagram, which is where basically the everything from social media originates and then it just goes to Facebook and Twitter or whatever from there. Uh, right. It's howl underscore org. Um yep and that's it I mean you go to the website you can't really miss how to take action yeah uh, there's big buttons everywhere that tell you exactly what to do as yeah. soon as you get there yeah mm-hmm. try to keep it as, as, as simple as possible um, and we can even simplify that more That's that's coming might take some time but it's going to be something you'll be able to do on your phone with you know if beautiful. it took five seconds before it'll take one second this time so beautiful awesome. yeah it's exciting
1: well, thank you, man, for making the time. I really appreciate it.
0: Definitely. Thank you for having me on. Am I going to see you at, at Winter Strong again?
1: That's the plan. Awesome. Yep. I I, was, I mean, there's nothing hindering me as of right now. So as soon as we find out when the dates and get everything situated, I'm I'm there, man. That really oh, motivated
0: I, me, being around those guys. And, uh, like, per, you know, personally, I, I started um, training for uh, – um, ultra running ultra marathons oh, after that let's go nice. yeah it's like you know i i i don't know exactly why the running thing came to me and and motivated me but i basically since i got home from that um i had this on my mind and a lot of other things going on and i just started running and i'm like wow mm. this is where i think the clearest nice. and i just kept running further and further and further and now i'm running like you know, it's not, nu- it's, it's so crazy for, for me, like to think about it. It's like now I'll go run a half marathon and I can do it every day. You know, that's wild, dude. Yeah. That's and awesome. Like, this is nuts. So <laughs> I'm, I'm signed up for a 50 miler and then, a, uh, we'll see if I can, if I'm ready for it next June, a hundred miler. Oh, I'm just loving so it. awesome. And it's like, I mean, it's, you know, it feels good and everything, but that's just one, one thing that came out of being there. And I just got, Super inspired by a lot of people who were there that have done a lot of crazy, inspiring things. and uh, Yeah, it's a pretty like cool well, gr- I can do group to too. be involved with. <laughs> yeah, 100%. I love it, man.
1: Well, dude, I'll see you in a couple months then. That's just yeah. right around the corner. Yeah, so definitely. Uh Charles is actually gonna stick around and do the unplugged episode for a few minutes. There's a couple quick things I wanted to ask him that I'm gonna put over into that podcast. But other than that, we'll wrap it up right here and go follow everything that Howell and Charles are doing. So thank you again, man. I really appreciate it.
0: Thank you.